Let's play ball. Look out. Here we go. Here it is. This is going to get ugly here. It is. What's up, everyone? This is Schmitty with my good friend, Christian Cooper, and we have an excellent episode of our podcast, Skaters on Baseball, today. Quite the treat in today's guest, we have our first female friend of the show who just happens to be a photographer for the San Francisco Giants. Please give a warm SOB welcome to Susanna Mitchell. Thanks for joining us, Susanna. How are you? I'm good. How are you? And thanks for having me. Yeah, we're good. We're just trying to do at least a weekly, if not a little more, uh, podcast. And uh, thanks for being on in the early stages as we try to figure all this out. Yeah, no, it's it's always cool to be uh, to do something in the early stages. <laughs> I like that. Can you give us a little bit of background on your? Um, you know, when did you start shooting photos with the Giants? Um, I started in 2008. Um, yeah, so it was an interesting time for the Giants. You know, Barry Bonds had just left. And Bonds hits one high. Hits it deep. It is Team was a little bit like searching for their identity. But yeah, I wasn't at, at that time. I was hired to do more like desk work. So it was kind of a long, slow transition into more of a shooting role. And then in 2016, I was promoted to managing the whole department. And so, wow. Yeah. And is that from the desk work? Because sometimes when you're in the office, you get like to see what everybody needs. And so you can actually manage like as a photographer in the field, you only know what you're shooting, but being in there in the digital age, you have all that stuff going on, correct? Yeah. I mean, I do think it's like, helpful to um to do the the part of the job where you are being asked for pictures which was kind of the part of the desk job i had in the beginning so i i feel like it's helped me understand like the what gets used and what's needed uh, uh, which isn't always the most exciting stuff to shoot but you know you have to you have to provide what's actually being used so, but, you know, we still like to shoot the fun stuff and we still yeah. use that too, but there's, there's a like very wide reaching, like the pictures that we take and shoot are really all over the map. So I, I feel like I, I got to really understand that in the desk job. And mm-hmm. then that helps me now with shooting and with managing people to tell that I kind of anticipate the needs of people before, um, before they know it even. Because mm. yeah, it's hard when someone asked me for a picture in like December that they never asked me to take during the season. And she's like, well, I can't like put a game on right now to make this, you know, you kind of have to like, like nobody thinks to ask for the picture to be taken, but they often ask for it as if it already exists. So uh, what we're doing is like anticipating people's wants and needs. Uh, okay. So you you almost have to be able to see into the future and predict what's going to be necessary, what kind of assets you're going to need, right? Totally, yeah. Cool, cool. So when you started with the Giants, was it were you just sort of a digital asset manager, or was it even more simplified than that, or did you come in? Yeah, I, I don't think that term existed. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, that's true. That's actually at the yeah, beginning of all of this stuff. So, what 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 was your sort of main job when you first came on with the team? Well, I did a lot of um, slide scanning because uh, we we're still trying to like digitize our um, like analog 
records. Analog is correct. <laughs> yeah. So we were still digitizing that. And I actually like completed that, which is wild to think about. Um, wow. <laughs> so you got to see a lot of history. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like Candlestick era and like even before that, Keysar and Seal Stadium, all of it. Yeah, all of it. Wow. Um, yeah, it helps kind of build that like institutional knowledge that I feel like is now like a big value asset I have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then with the the current f- photographers, I would, you know, edit their pictures and so and caption them. And I still do that because I think it's really like I, I want to be one of those people that's like, I'm still a student of photography and you learn so much from looking at people's pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm grateful for having done that. Cause I think now that I doing all the, you know, front end shooting stuff too, that like learning from editing other people's photos was, it was a good use of my time. Okay. I didn't ask you, did you, were you born and raised in the Bay area or did you grow up here? No, I grew up in orange County. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> but not a Dodger fan. Yeah, it's it's interesting. So the the I mean, photography is an art form, right? And since I'm a designer and a digital artist, it's like it's just an exploration that sort of never ends. It's like you're constantly learning, you're constantly exploring new stuff. Like it, you'll just go until you stop, right? Yeah. No, I think that's like something that really appeals to me about it. Like you're never. Um, you never have to be like done. You never have to have like peaked or anything. You know, the next great picture is like around the corner. Right. Um, I actually feel like it kind of, I relate, to, I, I try to like see that as a way to relate to like the players, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're in the same sort of like endless cycle of like chasing, um, you know, being better. And like, I totally do that too. And I don't want to stop like, like that editing of like all the other co- photographer stuff. Like I, I like look through like what our interns shoot. Cause I'm just like, I don't know. They could teach me something. Right. Yeah. Everybody's got a little different eye and uh, the sort of, the sort of translation from analog to digital is really interesting. Both Greg and I have been connected to the skateboarding industry for decades. And so we lived through the entire analog era and into the digital era. And so it's kind of a similar trajectory to what you were on. I mean, for all of our advertisements for the companies that I did graphics for, they had to send the slides out to have drum scans and it was just lengthy, expensive process. And now everything I could just basically do right from my desktop at home. So it's pretty interesting. Yeah. What a difference. I can't even imagine like for the um, like photographers that would shoot skateboarding, like shooting rolls of film and like not knowing what it looks like until you get it back from like getting, develop yeah it was a crazy time we used to go to the new lab on bryant street which had over like i think it was one hour developing so and we would shoot slides so we would go there in the morning like let's say we shot photos thursday friday morning right when it opens on the way to work you drop them off and you wait for the notice they're ready then you come back and you lay them all over the uh light table and you're like "Ah." Oh, we got this one, you know, like it, it was, it was so different, you know, and like uh, there, there were, there's been plenty of reshoots because there wasn't the right one. And so that, that was a huge difference. When you got the job, were you already through schooling and stuff? Were you a giant fan at that time? I mean, what made you decide, like, I want to go try to do this? Um, so I had, I moved to the Bay area to go to, I went to college at SF state. 
and I got my degree in photojournalism. Uh And then I worked for a couple of years for what is now Bay Area News Group. Um, Mm. And it's like a a group of newspapers that includes like the Oakland Tribune. Now it's 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 expanded since I left, but like a whole bunch of like East Bay newspapers. So I kind of had gravitated towards the A's. between that job and they were really good at the time and I was kind of broke, you know, so like they had dollar what was it? I can't remember if it was one or two dollars on Wednesdays. So. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And they'd uh, have like either Tuesday or Thursday, it'd be like dollar hot dogs or, you know, some type of thing like that as well. Yeah, it was the security wasn't it was pretty easy to like sneak a flask in. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, when I, when I got hired by the giants, I was like, oh yeah, you know, I like baseball. Um, but wasn't like super like fan of the giants at the time. Um, but like following sports, like through the newspaper job, um, (laughs) you know, knowledgeable at least about it. Right. I wonder sometimes, like, uh, I know some friends of mine that do, like, big catering and stuff, and they deal with, like, Steph Curry, for example, and they're like, I don't even really care about basketball. I don't know anything about it. And I wonder if that's almost to your advantage when you're, like, not fanning out on your subject and just being more natural with these people that you're like, I understand these guys are big deals, but they're not my biggest deal. Whereas if like I was down there and I'm like, oh, my God, it's Barry Bonds. Ah!" (laughs) Like, you know. Oh, yeah. I've like interviewed people uh, when I'm like hiring now. Um, And yeah, there is there is like a you got to thread the needle a little bit, like a little knowledge about the Giants that goes a long way. Like you don't want someone who's like totally clueless. Uh But yeah, if someone comes off like they're going to look like. (laughs) <laughs> they're cool you're like oh, maybe not that's that's what we refer to as fanning out mm-hmm. and uh both greg and i and a lot of people in skateboard will tell you like there's certain professionals who we've known for years and but even when you're in in their presence it's like oh i don't i don't want to act like a kook i don't want to like sound dumb like you're kind of watching yourself because it's uh, there are peers but these people have risen to a level where like they're on a podium to us and we have to sort of like make sure we don't act that way. (laughs) It's, it's funny that way. So you were there uh, during the three world series, right? Did did that sort of, uh, did that make things more exciting about your job or more fun or more chaotic and crazy or what, what was that like? Yeah, that was crazy. Really fun. I mean, I feel like that was, that definitely like converted me into like being a fan that those that i mean tim lincecum hey this is the freak i think he came up in 2007 2008 was his first um cy young and that was when i started and that he was such a lovable player like so relatable to someone like me you know like kind of weird you know (laughs) like not i mean just you know didn't see he seemed like someone like you'd hang out with big time timmy jim's office here versus like a barry bonds kind of player and so yeah they were such a lovable team and um yeah it was really busy i did start shooting more just because there was so much demand like we needed as many photos as we could but uh, i've shot a lot of I either got the worst position during the game, um, which would be yeah, like, it's a lot more crowded probably. Right. Yeah. And I was like low man on the totem pole, Yeah, um, but just happy to be there. <laughs> um, 
shot a lot of fans. <laughs> that was at a lot of those games. It was like, I mean, the the rain, the scootero, the Ishikawa. Like, there's so many. Like Mo- Pablo Sandoval just starting it off with what was it three home runs against Verlander in Game One? It's just like, whoa, we're we're gonna win this. Like, Two off Verlander, yeah. I mean, man, what a time for the city. It was so electric. Yeah, so easy. And 2002 for us was like the heartbreak season because we thought we had it all the way. And then when they got into the World Series with the Angels, uh, it just fell apart in game six. And I I honestly was thinking after that, uh, and I talked to my dad a lot about this, about am I seriously going to live long enough to see the Giants win a World Series? I've been, you know, I've been going to games since I was a baby in 1966. Like, this isn't fair. And uh, so when 2010 rolled around, it was just incredible. And and those three years that they won them was just uh, every year was like so exciting, so much fun. And just, and they, they hung by the seat of their pants a little bit, which made it even more fun. I think. Yeah. I feel like they were like, even the third time around still felt like the underdog. Well, yeah, they were the wild card going in. It seemed like every time, like it was just like, these guys don't have, you know, they had great chemistry, but not like the big, huge names necessarily. And uh, that's what you got to remind people in 2023. You know, it's like a lot of times like the Padres are suffering and they got all these all stars and the Giants are looking down at them right now. And they don't have like the big names. They're, they got Tatis, Machado, the list goes on forever. And it's like, but uh, we were talking about earlier, you said, about like kind of just knowing what you're going to have to shoot for future things and stuff. There's certain things that are obvious, right? Like Luis Matos is up for his first game. I got to shoot this guy. I mean, that's obvious, but what other kind of things are we talking about that? Like, are you looking for calendar shots for next year? Like what type of things are you like, I got to fill these voids and no one's telling me about it. Um, So there's a lot of like, repetitive action that we're mm-hmm. shooting and it's like you just never because we do need sort of like a generic we need pictures that can sort of be like disembodied from the game to use like down the line you know where you know there's a, the immediate demand would be kind of like a, a game highlight like social media post um, or like a welcome Luis Matos like you've had a great game and here are some of the like photos from it But then later on, we kind of need just like a glorious action photo of our top players. And so, you know, there's a lot of that repetitive action that we're shooting. Um, And part of it is because you just never know when like all the stars will align. And that Brandon Crawford batting photo is just like perfect. So you just keep shooting it um, over and over again. And, you know, from all of our different camera wells. So that's just always like happening and then of course you know that if you just never know which what's going to happen in a game you know if something you know like the Blake Sable walk-off it's like no one saw that coming so you're yeah, just like right. reacting a right. little bit <laughs> right. and then I always try to look for like you know quiet moments too that uh-huh. really nice um like portrait style pictures yeah I was going through your Instagram and I was noticing like a lot of the photos have you um fallen for the sony hype do you believe that you believe in this like were you obviously you weren't a sony uh user in the beginning were you nikon or canon or canon canon uh andy kuno good friend of mine he shot our wedding and stuff he is completely sold on sony 
And as a um, person that kind of is really in tune with like low light sensitivity and like those details in, in low lights, it seems like it's kind of the leader in that right now. Like I was going to mention like your photos, some of the ones I really like are like, I think it was JD Davis maybe, and he's going up the stairwell and it's just like the, the darkness to light and like that kind of just feeling of like almost like your first game where you're like, I just can't wait to see the grass for the first time, like those anticipatory shots. But um, that's a game changer, huh, Sony? Oh, yeah. Yeah. When because, um, yeah, Andy and I both uh, we, I think we started with it was 2018, like a loner kit from Sony and the um, the shadow detail, because we have to work around those, the baseball hats, you know, which right. um, casts a shadow over their face. Um, and yeah, like the shadow detail on their faces was so much, there was so much more there than with the cannon. And that was, you know, pretty much like I'm sold. Like okay. this is so important, you know, the, the eyes and the face, right. We it, it felt like it was like coming out of the darkness when we started, when we tested out the Sony. So we were pretty much like game on we're, we're switching. Yeah. It probably saves you a lot of time in post too, because you, you know, rather than going into Photoshop and having to clean up all of that stuff or, and just dealing with all the various photo editing software, like the sh opening up the shadows, like now that you're doing it in camera a lot. Right. So it's, yeah, because you can your job totally because and you can also like expose for the highlights with Sony and then you can open up the shadows a little bit and then you have like a way more balanced and, a, and visually appealing photo because you don't have those like blown out highlights. OK, and what's the highest ISO that you'll shoot with? So I max out at uh, twenty five hundred like that would that's pretty much when we're in like full darkness stadium lights uh -huh. night game um 2500 and then my shutter speeds at 2000 2000 yeah. okay cuz uh in skateboarding we we would do 500 minimum in the daylight like otherwise you're getting motion blur and then we had flashes for days that were like back then it was like a 250th was the highest that it would sync with the flash and I always wonder like where the grain starts and you're like, oh, I can't. So it's 2,500 on the ISO where if you push it more than that, it's going to start looking noisy. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, man, has that changed though, right? Like each year, probably it gets like the new version, the Mark four, the Mark five, the Mark six. It's like, we got more pixels and more dynamics and all that. So yeah, I imagine the like software engineers at Sony in, in, in an effort, cause you know, they want to like put out a better camera. Um, you know, I think likely coming soon. Um, cause they usually try to sync it with Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, you know, I don't know how they can improve upon the alpha one, which is what I shoot. Uh -huh. uh, but that's one thing I'm sure. Cause you know, it's like it, they, their software engineers are probably trying to enhance those higher ISOs. I know like a year or two or five years ago, I was getting really into star photography and it was like, Oh, I need a different camera for this because I need the light sensitivity, you know? But then there's other cameras that perform better in other situations. It's like how many different cameras. And then they start kind of putting all into one. And you're like, oh, but that's out of my budget. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's really amazing the photos you can take 
in low lights, you know, situations. Like if, do you ever shoot anything else? Like go to concerts or anything like that, where you're shooting other like things indoors. I used to, I used to do that, but it's been a long time, but okay. yeah, but there's a lot of similarities there. Cause yeah, with like the low light and the yeah. kind of like trying to catch that like peak action. Right. Okay. And how do you not travel with the team or you do you pick and choose or how does that go? Yeah, I, I do a little bit, but um, Andy's doing the bulk of it right now just because I have two little kids. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, the, the, tr- the behind the scenes stuff that he's getting this year is amazing. I mean, I love that kind of stuff. Well, I love the Mexico stories and you went to Mexico, right? I did. Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about how, like, some of the problems that happened? I mean, Andy got his camera stolen, and that was one. Yeah, yeah I feel like that was, that was pretty bad. One of the other guys that works there that he introduced to me said that they ran over a dead body in the van, in the bus, or something. That was a story that circulated, but I, or I think it was just seen. But I, I cannot confirm. It, it might have been like a, you know, a pothole. Like, <laughs> or yeah, you know, stories just like it's like the game of telephone. <laughs> well, one thing I'd like to know is because they kept talking about on the new on the broadcast, how many people suffered from the food? Like what was was that really bad? Yeah, I believe there was a uh, a quote that Logan Webb gave that was three quarters of our clubhouse has the <laughs> so Yeah, that one Googling. went viral. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I know it's it's shocking because it was like we were very much in a bubble. Like, I don't know how that happened because mm. I don't think anyone was being like reckless or adventurous with eating. So especially on the team. Well, there is one interesting thing that people don't stop to think about. So they always tell you don't drink the water. Right. But then people ask for a drink with ice in it. So you've just drank the water. And that's a problem. And I think a lot of people that I've known that have traveled down there, I, I didn't drink any other water. I don't know why I got sick. And it's mm. like, well, did you have any Coke with ice in it? Um, you know, that's uh, usually how that comes about, you know. Maybe we didn't drink enough margaritas to. Yeah. I was yeah, gonna say... Alcohol could help. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I took a lot of trips when I was younger and never got sick, but was like very adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I offset it with lots of alcohol. So huh. what do you think about what would you say on the um, the difference between a winning streak and a losing streak? Like, is it kind of tough for you to go in and like, let me get your photo when everyone's kind of in a bad mood from like losing a bunch of games or just like individually, maybe Slater's like, oh, for 40 for the week or something. And you're like trying to like, like, what's the challenges there? Yeah, I mean, we. I try to play the long game, you know, like if we're like putting together a bit of a losing streak, yeah, like kind of back off. You don't want to be rubbing <laughs> okay. you on the wrong way uh-huh. for nothing anyway. You know, the pictures are um, far more dynamic when um, they're they're more like excited and happy and winning. And so it's worth the wait because, you know, eventually like we'll turn it around to some degree. Mm. Um so, but I mean, it's amazing. I, I do, I am blown away by how, like, how, like, Teflon they are, you know, because <laughs> they'll have a bad game. Like, I'll, I'll work, you know, like a series, like three games in a row, and they'll, you know, game one, maybe like kind of a bad game, and then come back on Tuesday. I'm like, that was brutal. And then I'm like, 
the next day it's like batting practice and in the dugout and they're, they're, you know, essentially the same level of like, let's, let's do this guys like pumping each other up, which I do think to get to that, to get to the major leagues, you have to have like overcome that like head Casey, like can't take a loss. Like, I mean, they're, they're pretty um, consistent in their like belief in themselves. Yeah. yeah. I've always heard the term that you have to be comfortable with failing because in baseball, like you're never going to even hit 500, which would be half of the time. So you're going to always fail. Like there's going to be failing involved. And if you can get okay with that seems to be like, I just trip on these guys. Like when I see just how they don't have highs and lows, really like they don't get way up when they win, they don't get way down when they lose. I'm like, is that in their DNA? Do they have to like get like go to meditation school? Like did the Giants say, okay, here's the deal. Like you're going to go learn how to do interviews and you're going to learn how to like hide your emotions. Like it's pretty insane, like straight across the board, how kind of like they just, it's another game. We got a long road. Yeah, totally agree. Although I would say the, um, the connection with photography is that it's like, you know, cause one, one of the most common questions I get is how many photos do you take in a game? And it's like, right you know, maybe 2000 and there's like a hundred in there that might see the light of day. So, you know, that's a similar average. Are you throwing them away on the fly or do you not throw away anything until you get home and be able to look at it? Or what's your process there? I edit as I go. So I'm eliminating, like if they swing the bat and it's like a foul ball immediately Uh deleted. Oh, it's like skateboarding. It has to be a make. Okay. So that. (laughs) Yeah, like we can't print bail photos. Like if the guy looks like he did it great, but it wasn't a make, he never made it. We can't use that because you're telling a story that doesn't exist. So in baseball, it was funny because that that happened. I took a photo of Sable or somebody and Andy was like, is it a make? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, did he hit it? Like, you know, or was it just a good photo? And I was like, whoa, that's cool. What's the percentage that you think like roughly sequence distill? Are you almost always shooting sequence like random shots or do you sometimes shoot a still? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, so with Sony, you can kind of like, you have um, four settings or actually maybe five, Um, you know, you have H plus (laughs) H. And so that's like the most frames per second is H plus. And then it goes all the way down to like a single frame, which would be useful in like a studio. And so depending on what I'm shooting, I'm like constantly altering that. So if if it's more like, oh, I'm just shooting them like in the dugout, like getting ready for the game, I'll go down to like medium. And then if it's like um, important part of the game, I'll go crank it all the way up to H plus, which is 30 frames a second. So, I mean, it's almost like video. So wow. you're going to get the, you're going to get the peak action that way. Yeah, huh. That's actually, that's actually just one decimal point below video or above video. I'm sorry. It's 29.97 frames per second video, right? Or yeah, it was. So um, I'm a little curious. So, so do you have, you obviously have some team interaction. Is it a lot? I mean, do you interact with the guys on a daily basis or are you kind of off to the side a lot or how does that sort of work out when you're doing your job with the team? Yeah. Um, yeah there's a lot of interaction. It kind of depends though, you know, on like what they're doing and, you know, you got to stay out of the way. Um, yeah. It's, it's an interesting, it's like threading a needle where you, you have to, as, and I think this is a photography in general and in, not even just sports, like in 
other areas of it where it's like you have to be uh you know friendly enough that you're not like like putting people on edge but you right. cur- you certainly can't like walk into a setting and make it about you you know right. you have to like disappear when the time is right mm-hmm. so it's like a little bit of just like hey like i'm here you can trust me i work with you you know like forging a friendship over time but also like please don't like i don't just ignore me <laughs> like half the time right right Right. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know any of these guys personally, but I've seen enough of all the Giants teams through the years, and I do think that the Giants tend to bring in some pretty down to earth, pretty friendly types of people as on the team. And I think we've seen that in the chemistry, obviously, in the years that they've won the World Series. Everybody seemed very humble and very friendly and very, very much like just happy to be here types. Um, making me think that they would be receptive to when you're there, for example, trying to get your job done and trying to not intrude on their thing. Um, and I'm just curious if that's sort of the same vibe that you get from these guys. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And even like the group that there were like quite a few new guys we signed um, this off season. And when, um, <clears throat> when I met them all at spring training, I was pretty wowed. I was like, I feel like there was a, common thread here that they're all just like the nicest, coolest, most down to earth people. Um, and like speculating a little bit that there's like a strategy there to like building a really like harmonious clubhouse because sure. they are just like all had such outgoing and friendly personalities. And then in like another thing that's going on in terms of photography, I feel like between like them all being you know, some of the more veteran guys, like, you know, seemingly very easy to work with and then have been so far. Um, and then with young guys, I feel like they um, even just just generally speaking, um, have they're all very much more into photography than oh. they just getting more and more into like wanting their their pictures and and having a social media presence that they they want our photos in it. It's um, more of like a give and take. The older guys are like, what's Instagram? The new guys are like, no, it's important and everything. I was wondering more so on, is there ones like, I think uh, Mania maybe. I know Matt Cain. There's been certain players that are really into taking photos. And do you get like on the side, like, hey, I got some tech tech support or something like that from, you know, because some of these guys are into shooting photos, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Manias are. On, I mean, on- Randy Johnson's one of the best of all time. He's always shooting photos. He He's like got a career going. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Manaya has he's a Sony shooter. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So we've definitely bonded over that. And I think him and Andy are going to do um, some shooting on the next road trip. They have like an off day. So that'll be cool. And then we actually had. um a couple of homestands ago, some 49ers players came and shot in the camera wells. Um, because they're oh, I saw that right, yeah. yeah. So, I think it'd be cool. Who knows what'll happen? Um, but if we could do that, um, take Manaya or whoever to, to a 49ers game, oh, absolutely, yeah. I think basketball would be cool to be on the court, like, and it's so quick. I mean, it's probably a little, pretty difficult, but. Um, 
Yeah, that would be neat to get to get. I like when the Bay represents the Bay. Like you get the Giants, you get Curry's at the Giants game. You got Webb courtside at the Warriors. Like the crossover is really cool. Definitely. Um, you being a woman, like I think it's opened up a lot in the last few years. Like I think is it Jean or there's another female photographer that's down there all the time. But like, w- was there different struggles in the beginning that you see have improved or like what, obviously the locker room maybe is a challenge. Like what are some of the things that like gender has brought into this? It is interesting to kind of like track over the years. I do feel like we're seeing more and more women in sports photography, mm. which is um, pretty exciting, you know, but there are definitely still days where you can kind of look around the camera wells and I see that I'm like the only woman working tonight, which is, right. you know, but there's less and less of that. More women than ever are getting into it. And we have two interns right now and they're both women. So oh. you know, supporting those up and comers is, is pretty something I want to try to do. Um oh. And the time is right. Um, but yeah, you know, the there's definitely like times where I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because I can like pit myself against Andy since we work together. And sometimes I wonder um, if it seems like he's getting, he's connecting easier with the players, um, if maybe that's a factor. Uh, okay. Like yeah. bro down. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think traditionally, like sports has always been, you know, this sort of what we would perceive as this testosterone filled athletes, you know, this intensity. And I think uh, uh, for a long time, women were just kind of not even involved on on any level other than players wives or something. And I think what's cool is that the Giants, I think, were one of the first teams to really be much more welcoming to women. I mean, we have Rennell as the announcer, obviously. long time they've got Alyssa down there now coaching which is fantastic and so it's cool that 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 environment has changed and it's not the I, I don't know what they call it people talk about locker room talk and all this sort of like unfriendly environment based on gender and just I don't know what your experience is like personally but it seems like the Giants have been at least a little more receptive to trying to make that a friendlier space right oh yeah I mean I I I talked once with a photographer based in Texas and I feel like her experience was far worse than mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, The Miami Marlins might be rough too. Florida and Texas would be my votes for probably a little different than California has it. Game up. How often are you shooting the other team? Are you ever shooting the other team or is the other team off limits or just not important to your job? Or like, like if you see Kershaw crying, you got to shoot a photo of it, right? Like, <laughs> Yeah. So we've um, just, as long as I've known, we'll shoot things that are like, if someone, it has not happened, but if someone um, is like throwing a no hitter against us at our park, you shoot it as a courtesy for the other team. Uh, um, and we'd want that. Um, if we are on a road trip without a photographer, um, it let, so like on Saturday, there was almost, <laughs> I was there. <laughs> yeah. That so, was scary. <laughs> so that would be a time. Oh God. It's, it's such a relief that it didn't happen for so many reasons. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, when we've like had, um, teams clinch against us, you know, I, I'm not going to like bake, break my back shooting the Dodgers clinching, uh. but I will like sit in the well and just like rapid fire the whole thing and give it to them. Um, sure. Okay. 
but that's and then now we actually we've started to um contribute to getty so i've i've been shooting um for each game just like the starting pitch anything from the opposing team that wouldn't like compromise shooting the giants like right the opposing team if they're if the other team hits a home run you know the game's essentially stopped and everything them run, rounding the bases and high-fiving each other i'll shoot it and put it on getty just to, it, it brings money into the giants so oh, that's get a little something out of that <laughs> do you guys get photos in baseball cards or is that a whole different thing I think Tops does handles that all with their own photographers. Their own, okay. Yeah, I was I was curious about. So you work for the Giants organization. You shoot photos for the Giant Giants, but I mean, um, I mean, obviously, like Sports Illustrator or something, they have their own staff photographers. But uh, you and Andy, the other photographers, are you sort of responsible for providing images not only to the Giants but to Major League Baseball, to any other sort of media outlets? I mean, how how does that all work? I mean, is your is your stuff traveling past just the Giants and and the league? Does it go further than that? Yeah, we will share our photos for editorial purposes because you know ultimately it is good for our brand sure. to um, you know get get our pictures out there. So yeah, if someone um, anyone needs a photo of the Giants, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Ah. We, we, we send a little contract though that just says like hey we we own the we own this picture you're just borrowing it <laughs> well i got a little thing that i'm starting to collect and it started with austin wins and then it went to luis gonzalez and then it went to Beatty, and now it's at crawford any guesses on what the similarity there is Wait, who is the second one? <laughs> uh, B, it was Austin Wins, Luis Gonzalez, mm-hmm. BD, and Crawford. Hmm. No, I, I can't. These are all position players who have been on the mound. Uh-huh. And, I, and I love, like, I have Austin Wins pitching. Like, I need to get the Crawford one, but like, those are so special to me. They're so oh, weird. Do you have Pablo? You got to have no, Pablo. No, that oh, was. get Pablo. And three ground balls in Sandoval. Gets the Dodgers one, two, three. That was a big deal. I remember when that one went down. Everyone like let Pablo pitch the t-shirts. Yeah. I feel like it was less common. Like there was a, a and actually there's a rule now. I think that um, it has to be certain that, amount of runs. Yeah, because right. it was getting kind of out of hand last year. Um, like there was a lot of Luis Gonzalez hit the mound a lot for us last year. It was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. So, so really my last question for you is just, you know, obviously like you're a photographer, that's what you like to do. I mean, does your job really feel like you're following your passion? And it's like one of those things where like for myself being an artist and what I do for a living, it doesn't really feel like a job. It's like, I wake up and it's like, yeah, I have work. And sometimes it's not the most fun, but when I look back at it, it's like, I'm doing what I love and getting paid to do it. I can't complain. I can't. I can't be upset about this. And I followed what I wanted to do. So does it sort of feel like that for you right now? Or is this just sort of a stopping, you know, a stopover and on your way to something else? Oh, no, this is, I love it. It's a really fun job. And I, yeah, I mean, it's one of the, I do feel like, you know, sometimes when you're with a group of people and it's ha ah, work, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm doing that too. Just, to, mm-hmm. but I have so much fun at work. I'm like, Oh, I, I'm faking it here. Like, it's Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were blessed to have, I mean, you're a kid and you're like, ah, oh, 
dream job. And then you're sitting there like, eh, kind of is my dream job. Wow. This is amazing. Who would you say are inspo like greatest photographers of all time or greatest, like things that have inspired you, whether it be Ansel Adams, I just love his thing or a sports photographer like Zagaris. I'm sure Zagaris has got to be in there. He's got, isn't he kind of king of SF as far as sports and like his keys are shots of Bob Dylan and all the history that he has here is like pretty amazing. Um, what names would you throw out there? Well, yeah, I mean, Zagaris is a legend. I'm so grateful to have like gotten to know him. Um, <laughs> But like Glennie Friedman, who's a oh. skateboarding, but um, which is all awesome. Uh, yeah. But his, like music stuff, like the Minor Threat, Public yeah. Enemy, Beastie Boys, Gazi, yeah, yeah. Like, that's like the music for me. So he's like always been one of my favorites. Yeah, Sebastia Salgado was like a big inspiration for me when I was like, because I kind of wasn't always like in the beginning, my my pursuit of photography was a little more like photojournalism um, than sports. So, uh -huh. yeah, he was one of my like the photographers that I discovered when I was young and was like, wow, like photography can really like change the world. <laughs> right. Uh, do you have any suggestions or like tips for a kid that wants to get into this like it seems kind of out of reach for most people like how the hell am i going to be a photographer for like my favorite baseball team but maybe it starts with like you need to start taking photos of baseball like in high school or different areas and get some experience like what would what tips would you give for somebody who's like on that path and wants to make it reality yeah, I mean, it's hard. I do get asked a lot by people where it's like, how can I learn to shoot sports if I'm not getting like access to, right. to, to sports? But, you know, I think, um, yeah, like it's okay to start small, you know, because no matter what like area of photography you go into, you're going to be, you're going to start as the low man on the totem pole, just like I did. And you're going to get the bad assignments. And so... Um, you have to learn how to make something out of nothing is sort of like the, the way we would talk about it. You know, you get like a, an assignment that like I worked in the uh, newspaper business for a short term and, you know, I was getting the kind of assignments where, you know, the wrong way to look at it would be like, oh God, I'm not, I'm never going to get anything from this. <laughs> you have to be, you have to try. And so um, for the people who are like, oh, how could I shoot sports if I can't get a credential to a major league game, like, or, you know, professional level, like actually you should really like train yourself to make a photo out of, you know, a little league game or a t-ball game. <laughs> right. I, my, my daughter was in t-ball this past year and I... <laughs> Was, now I'm entering into a whole other area of like youth sports now. Like once, oh, wow. once word was out what I did for a living, I was uh, drafted to take the pictures. But I bet that must be crazy. Do you, have you done any weddings for any of the people giants? Uh, no, I haven't done a wedding in a while, but I am shooting my mother in law's wedding this summer. So uh, yeah, be, it's uh, 
it's a good skill to have in your back pocket, but um, it really conflicts with baseball to do weddings because you've got the like the summer and the weekends and right. it's very hard to do both. Oh, tough scheduling for sure. <laughs> yeah. happens around the same time. Well, appreciate you taking all this time with us. And uh, what's your next game? Are you, you're not going to LA, right? No, um, Andy is there. I think I'm uh, done with travel until the postseason. Oh, okay. Let's get to the postseason, huh? <laughs> Let's do this. I, I believe in us. I think we can do it. <laughs> and okay. I think there's something to um, the fire of being like in the the wild card. You know, like the last time we were in the postseason, it was it was awesome getting the top, the, having the best record and getting the top seed. Um, but I almost feel like getting there was so exhausting that there wasn't a lot left in the tank. Right. So I'm kind of like, let's just like claw our way in and then all bets are off. Yeah. I think the Giants burned so hot that year that it just, the gas finally ran out against the Dodgers and just by a hair. I mean, that was, that series could have gone either way. Um, obviously it didn't go the way we wanted, but yeah, I, I I enjoyed the the wild card. 2014 was great when they went out to Pittsburgh and Bumgarner was Bumgarner and Crawford hit that grand slam. And it was just, it was shocking and beautiful to watch that game. And then from there, they just had a head of steam and they just plowed through. I mean, Kansas City was tough, seven games, but it really was, uh, that was a fantastic postseason that year. It really was great. So we can hope, you know, I, I think that with the young guys that they've brought up, Things, some new spark. I don't know what your perception is there at the ballpark, but um, it seems to us like like Schmidt and uh, Bailey and now Matos, like these guys are just young and they're hungry and they've come up and they're going for it and they're performing, which is really fantastic. Yeah, I feel like um, Casey Schmidt is like exactly what we need. He is right. perfect for like the San Francisco fan base too. I love him. He's so energetic and just happy. And like, he just looks like a baseball player that understands where he is and appreciates it himself as well. He doesn't have the uh, Joey Bart mentality where he just looks stern and like, whatever. He looks like he's happy and ready to go. I got one last question that just got texted to me. Standing in line at the Matterhorn on his day off, Mr. Andy Kunod from Disneyland, he says... How does she feel about acid wash denim as a backdrop? (laughs) (laughs) Acid wash denim looks super cool on like a jacket or a pair of jeans. Not good for a uh, (laughs) portrait backdrop. (laughs) Excellent. Excellent. Hey, thank you. And uh, if I ever see you in the streets or something, please say hi. Uh, Don't be a stranger. And I'll probably see you at the game. Every once in a while we get those. Uh, our our neighbor has the front row seats and she'll give us like three games a year where I get to be like right next to the dugout. So that's, but I've been trying to go, I think I've gotten at least 20 games so far. I've been trying to go a lot and uh, yeah, it's exciting. Matos and these young guys and uh, you know, Conforto, I think he's been exactly what we hope for, if not maybe a little more. And there's still hope for Stripling and Manayo. I'm, I'm, I got optimism here. They're such great guys. Like I, I hope so much for them too. Okay. Well, thank you. You don't have anything else, right, Christian? No, no. I think we're good. Thank you so much, Susanna. It's really, really a joy to talk to you about all this stuff. So. 
Thank yeah, you. and if you do go out tonight, please have a stitch tour. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Skaters on Baseball. If you liked what you heard, please spread the word. Give us a good review or hell, blow us up on your social media if you're down. Follow us at Skates on Base on Instagram for baseball news and other fun stuff. We love comments and listener participation, so bring it with an audio clip or an email. You can email us at skatersonbase at gmail.com. We're everywhere you get your podcasts, and we'll be here all season long. <laughs>